Welcome everyone back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. Katie here and Phil's with me. I'm with you. Hello, hello. Oh, hello, hello. We got a different double uh, welcoming message. (laughs) (laughs) How have you been? I'm good. I think we both are like super duper tired today. Yeah. (laughs) Today's uh, just one of those days. It's, It's a good napping day if you're so inclined. Let's just, let's just, this is just going to be an hour worth of silent audio for you to listen to and go to sleep to. There you go. Yeah. Episode done. We'll do some ambient noise in the background, some crickets and. There you go. Gentle rain. So we are doing the movie The Patriot today, correct, Phil? We are. We are indeed. Yeah. Patriot circa, what was it, 2000 that it came out, I yep. believe. I remember seeing it in the theater. Did you see it in the theater? I was too young because I believe it's rated R and I was what 12 years old. I wouldn't have been able to go see it. So, yeah, but I watched it tons of times on cable TV. We rented it and watched it over and over. We eventually bought it. And so, yeah, I, I, I know this movie like the back of my hand. I have it somewhere on DVD. I ended up watching on Netflix, I believe, because (laughs) I didn't want to hunt down the disc wherever it is in my house. (laughs) That's the thing. Hey, but before, before, before we get started, yeah. Do you have your coffee mug? Oh, I do. I need some coffee. I need some <laughs> coffee to keep me awake. Yeah, I I'll just do mine real quick. I'm redoing the Dwight mug. Oh, I have, okay. I have my Dwight mug. So, Dunder Mifflin. This is this is interesting. This is kind of like one of my favorite mugs, and it's odd shaped. It's still mug shaped, but it's just it's different, and it is. Can you see how it kind of? slopes and it's oh it tilts yeah so it's ant-man on a wasp i thought it was ant-man i was trying to figure out what that was and there's ant-man so nice now is it tilting because it's the quantum realm why is it tilting? apparently it's shrinking as it goes up i guess so i don't know actually i got this at the disney store before it closed at our local mall which oh yeah yeah so that was always sad. The Disney, the Disney store. You always felt like you were going into a little part of Disney. It kind of smelled like Disney. <laughs> I know that's weird, but if you go into, if you ever been to Walt Disney World, you go into the shops. Kind of smells like that. At least ours did. I can't vouch for all the Disney stores out there, but the one that we had at our mall, yeah, it's kind of smelled like it. It reminded me. The smell reminded me of Disney. Well, there was probably um, some Disney. secret that they do that they know, and there's like a scentsy, and only the Disney stores can have that scent. You never know. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we did but, our now, uh, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, so up? it's funny you mentioned that. This is like a little bit off, off topic, but you know, like there are people that are so infatuated with the smell of E.T. the ride. Have you ever been to Universal? No, I I did. Wait, have I? No, I haven't been to Universal. I've been to just okay. Disney. Okay, so in Florida, um, that's actually the only original attraction that is standing in the studio mm-hmm. studio park because they have two different parks, and it's ET in in the queue in the line that goes up to the ride. You're going through the woods, and you know you can kind of see like ET's like the device he made to phone home and you know you go in between the trees and stuff but they have some kind of scent in there that's supposed to be like reminiscent of like trees and because you're out in the forest but yeah there's some people that even uh you can go online and find like candles and and different i guess maybe like tarts and stuff that are supposed to smell like are they what people think they've gotten close to or is it by universal like it's the no 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 it's just it's it's not official it's just different people Trying to recreate that scent. Like so. people trying I just to that recreate was KFC chicken, you know, yeah. you, you can't get, or the, yeah. the biscuits at Red Lobster. You yeah. can't, you can't get it perfectly, but you can get it close. All right. So we're going to, we're going to talk about two things real quick before we get into the Patriot. And the first of which is we have to, we have to talk about it. It's been talked about into the ground, but we have the to talk slap about it. around the world. Yes. So to speak, since we're talking about the Patriot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so did you see it live or did you see it after the fact? I saw it after the fact. So did I. I thought, I don't have cable. I thought I could watch the Oscars live and I couldn't. So I was following it along on Twitter. And when I saw someone was freaking out over it and I was like, that's got to be 
uh, a skit or something. And by George, it wasn't. I think a lot of people thought that at first while it was happening, but and then even afterward, people were like, oh, it's staged. But like, why would you stage something like that? And just I mean, there's so many negative things and and just examples just by, you know, having out on a worldwide stage. Just I mean, the only reason yeah, I think not- they thought it was like the camera angle. It did almost look like he didn't hit his face. But if you actually slow it down, oh, he totally totally slapped some of yeah. course. My mom made a really good point. And I, first of all, it's terrible. What he did was terrible. He shouldn't have mm-hmm. done it and he should be reprimanded for it. And he's already resigned from the Academy. Um, yeah, but like the thing is, I think that's more of a thing to save face just to be like, because like really all he does is lose his voting privileges. I mean, he can still go to the Academy. He can still, you know, go to future events and still get awards. So Really, he only loses his ability to vote. I mean, later on, he can join back up. So I think that's more of a, like, oh, I got to do something to kind of appease people. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's really, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's really a punishment, if you ask me, because. Oh, no, absolutely not. I, I, you just don't get to go to the party, but you get to keep uh, the gifts that you got at the party. You know, he, I, I honestly think he needs to have the award taken away. As the previous people like Harvey Weinstein and all them, they need theirs yeah. taken away too. I can't believe they still have them. Maybe this will well, shine a light on that. I've talked to a couple different people, some of my friends, and uh, mixed feelings. I do think that you should probably have the award taken away because that's just, you know, you're up there, you're on a worldwide stage, and you act out like that. And then, I mean, they don't ask. I mean, if it's anybody else, the police would be like, mm, yep, come on, you're coming with us. Yeah. But then they they reward that behavior by giving him an award in front of everybody. So yeah. they should have had like time time out because nobody would have known if he won or not because they had announced it. Right. They they could have done a timeout for a little bit and then just kind of discuss it and just award it to somebody else and it wouldn't have been. I mean, nobody if, would have even known he got it. If there was ever a situation in the live moment where you thought we shouldn't give this award to something, I think physical violence falls under an automatic. Yeah. You know, you don't win give it to the second runner up the person who got the second amount of votes but it just i think everyone was in shock trying to figure out you know he slaps him and you think it was a joke but then when he starts yelling you know yeah joke and like i said that's a big deal because just where it is on a on a world stage and i like you can go you know here in america it was like edited mm-hmm. no, you know so but him. you can go to like some of the other countries and watch australia the, the clip yeah because mm-hmm. it's not and it's just like wow you know i can understand first of all it's like chris rock is a comedian i mean he's going to take a mickey out on everybody yeah exactly and he said he didn't know his wife had alopecia right you know he was just doing what he does but still even i mean i can see getting mad and wanting to defend your wife not but like that. Not like that. But what I'm saying is like, you know, in the spur of the moment, you might get mad and hit somebody. It's not right. But that wasn't a spur of the moment because like he kind of laughed. He saw Jada was mad. And then he took the time to hit because he had to think about it because he got out. It was a little bit later. Mm-hmm. He walked up, walked across the street stage and came up and did it. It's not like someone just said something and his emotions overwhelmed him in that second. And he made a split second decision. Right. <laughs> he had time to think about it, walk up on the stage, do it, and then come back. I mean, and then come so, back and continue by yelling yeah. at him. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it you, just, you need to show judgment and just be like, you know, you could have done it to civilized, say, you know, that's, that's yeah. not cool, but behind closed well, doors. Well, he's now opening the door for anyone at any comedy show to go up and hit someone because they don't like their joke. I mean, yeah. come on. Come on, people. My mom, yeah. my mom made a really good point. And she said she was a little upset watching, you know, the red carpet, knowing everything that's going on in Ukraine and seeing all these people, you know, money, fame, entitlement and all that stuff. And she said she was a little upset about the Oscars just to begin with. But then she was like, it was a little bit of an escape from the negativity outside of the rest of the world and everything for you to watch and enjoy something. And then she said, and then Will just took that away from us because he brought the negativity yeah. into it. Yeah. Well, and you got, I mean, he's got to think it's like, 
it's not only him, but you think about like all the different people that are kind of entangled in that because like, you know, he was winning that award that also involved, you know, the family, mm-hmm. the Williams, Williams, the Williams family, family and, yep. you know, all of them Richard, are involved. So all yeah. those, yeah. So it doesn't just affect him. It's in the whole, you know, cast and crew of the movie. And just, I mean, it's just a bad optic. From now on, people are going to remember the movie King Richard as the movie mm-hmm. that Will got the award and then slapped someone. Yeah. They're not going to remember the story or what it meant or his performance. His performance is forgotten yeah. now. Well, and it's a shame anyway, because that's going to be his legacy now. That's what people mm-hmm. are going to think about when they think of Will Smith. And they're, you know, during the 90s, mm-hmm. he was, I mean, the biggest star in Hollywood th- throughout the 90s and early 2000s. I mean, every summer there was a big mm-hmm. blockbuster movie. Oh, yeah. And just his name would draw, you know, that would make it millions of dollars. And now, it's just like, mm. I'm sorry. I'm blanking on the movie he did, the uh, op- apocalyptic one with the dog. Oh, um, uh, uh, shoot. Now you made me forget. I know. I keep thinking um, it's I Am Legend, but that's not it. It is. That is that's okay. it. I Am Legend. Well, they. I heard there were talks about them doing a second one. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt they're doing it now. Well, Bad Boys 4 was in the works, and that's oh. on hold. And there was, he had, I think, um, a movie he was attached to on netflix and that's kind of put on the back burner i just think this is kind of it's going to destroy his career i think i mean it's going to be definitely going to be less than what it could have been yeah yeah going forward he's not gonna have the same clout it's just going to alienate a lot of people now on the flip side everyone's talking about will but i think jada's just as much to blame for this because i understand Mm -hmm. she has a condition i totally understand that other people have conditions and stuff and he made yeah. a joke. G.I. Jane is actually a pretty cool character. Yeah. So if you yeah. get called that now, if he called her something derogatory or something like that, I don't think G.I. Jane was. Maybe someone could, could think it is, but she just chill pill. Well, if, she's that, if she's that, just that soul, someone else made a point. There's several stars. It's just like, I, I mean, it's, it's not a disease like leukemia or something else right. where it's like life threatening. It's just, something debilitating that's debilitating or anything it's no. yeah it's not debilitating it's just like it was her choice because she just had i i from what i heard just kind of like a, a spot and she chose it's to right save, here. It, save it i mean it's right yeah, like behind I mean, her front hairline yeah she's still a very attractive lady and if if you're that self-conscious about it it's just like i mean it's hollywood it's like wear a wig i mean like my goodness half the people there probably have a have a wig i mean <laughs> You know, Hollywood, everybody's fake anyway. I mean, the looks yeah. and, you know, with the makeup. And so if you're that self-conscious about it, put a wig in or like uh, just a piece to cover up that one place right. that's that's bald. But like, you know, someone else made the thing. It's like, well, 80% of men like. Right. Lose. Yeah. <laughs> and Will jo- Will's made bald jokes before <laughs> about like other men. And, and I understand, like I said, it's his wife. But still, it just helps him self-control and just with the punches i will say that chris rock handled it very well because, oh my it better I mean, than i could yeah yeah he did a a very a very good job but i don't know how he stayed on stage i don't know how well and that's you know i tend to agree with that it's like he didn't really know because he, he was just like it's it just a gi jane joke it's like yeah. why are you getting so upset he even said that to, he even said that like, was a Will's, nice one that was a nice one but yeah yeah so but he did he was just like when when will was up there it's like keep your my wife's mouth oh. out of your or my, my na- wife's time. name out of your mouth oh. yeah he said he said it's just a just a gi jane joke <laughs> it's like, yeah you know um, so anyway kudos to yeah. chris and shame on yeah. you to will and jada period yeah yeah there yeah. we talked about it yeah, there you go. It's out, out and open. <laughs> but anyway, uh, one thing I was saying, I did talk to some friends earlier, and they thought, well, he should keep the award because, well, I mean, I guess he didn't officially, but he'd been selected on that performance before this happened. So they were like, well, his actions didn't have anything to do with it. He won. He should keep the Oscar. But I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I don't think they should celebrate, um, like I said, a bad looks rewarding him. Uh, saying hey you did this here's an award performance probably deserved the award but his behavior that night lost it for him i feel which it's a shame because will smith was one of my favorite actors i mean i i mean i I remember going seeing independence day and just like all the movies like i said in the in the late 90s that early 2000s 
he did a lot of men in black a well, lot of and, good and people liked him because he was a he was he was a clean artist like rapping yeah. and everything it was something you could you know who doesn't want to yeah. listen to miami i mean yeah but and that was a that was a point of pride with him because he always said you know it's like i don't have to be mm -hmm. filthy because his grandmother i think it was his grandmother said he, she didn't want him to be like have a foul mouth so he never yeah. did <laughs> so and that you know that was you're right i mean it's it's a shame because he was a good role model but, but and then yeah to see your to see a role model do something like that that is non-role model-ish -ish or whatever you want to say yeah is disheartening it is uh anyway so we'll move on to our next topic and then we'll get to patriot you we both watched the first episode of moon knight what did you mm -hmm. think of it did you know the character beforehand yeah i read the comic books back in the 80s Okay. Uh, which I, I liked, which, of course, they've kind of gone off, as they always do, off the comic books somewhat. Yeah, they got a generally... population of people wanting to watch it. Yeah, so I, I I can see where if you didn't read the comments or the comics, it would be a little bit uh, disjointed. You're like, what's going on? But it'll all kind of play out. Well, now, I hadn't read the comics. Mm -hmm. I sort of knew going into it, he had, uh, what is it? dissociative identity disorder mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. and so knowing just knowing that i enjoyed it a lot i know people are talking about oscar isaac's english accent saying the english are kind of like mm. but as for a non person not a non-english well i'm english but not english you know um british british there you british. go british english but as being an american i it i liked his accent i thought it was quirky and i <laughs> Just his anxiety was interesting to watch. So it was I, interesting. I found it enjoyable because he he kept missing moments, like the whole driving of the cupcake truck, yeah, or the donut truck or whatever they called it. That was good. Us learning along with him, I thought was interesting. And so I think it's going to be a good series. What do you think about Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke. I don't know what that character's supposed to be like, so I don't really think I can have an opinion. I thought it was good. I don't know if he's meant to be a good guy or a bad guy at this point. Yeah. Is he a bad um, guy? Um, I don't know if he is good or bad. He's just, he's kind of like... Like he's got this tattoo that tells people whether yeah. they're good or bad people. So why would a bad person I think he's kind of being used. Okay. Uh, like I said, it's been a while, but I think if it's like reflective of the character i'm thinking of he's just kind of i don't know if he's necessarily bad or not but he's yeah. not helpful we'll see does he kind of yeah, already changed way? he's um i'm not sure we'll see <laughs> yeah we'll see it was like you were getting a really good sentence there and then it was like i yeah. don't know i yeah i like i don't want to like say something everybody's like you're wrong because no. like it's been 20 years since i've read the comic book so oh gotcha well, I haven't read them, so you won't hear yeah. anyone say you're wrong, because guess what? They're not here recording with us. <laughs> okay, so I'm excited about Moon Knight. I think it looks good. Honestly, it probably is the most excited I am for a series on a first episode. Oh, yeah, I, it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm ready for the second one. There you go. Right. Let's move into the Patriot. Okay. Okay. So I did a fun little thing. Let's see. We'll start this off. I what's up? You were gonna say something. I was just gonna say it is a little bit ironic that we're doing this movie and we just talked about Will Smith because uh you know, Mel Gibson was mm. very big in the nineties and he was he kind of made some missteps and then got off, you know, got out of popular opinion with, with Hollywood, but yeah. And he, he's never kind of kind of raised back to that fame that he was, although he hadn't gone away, which, um, you know, so it's kind of. No, I hear you. It's similar. But, I mean, it wasn't like violence or anything, but he was, you know, said some derogatory things about certain cultures, certain cultures. But and but uh, so it's kind of similar circumstances. Now, if I'm remembering this correctly, let me look it up so I'm not wrong. Uh, Andrew Garfield worked with him on Hacksaw Ridge, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So Andrew addressed that in an interview. Let me make sure I've got it right. And I do like Mel Gibson. Like he was one of my favorite actors, you know, Lethal Weapon and yeah. just Braveheart. I mean, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. So Andrew's Andrew said that I think he must have talked to Mel about the whole thing and about how Mel understands what he did was wrong and that he's trying to atone for all of that yeah. going forward. And uh, he's he's all flesh and blood. This is Andrew saying this of Mel. He's all flesh and blood and passion. He wears his heart on his sleeves. You always know what he's thinking, which, you know, is interesting sometimes with someone who's emotional and in instinctive. There were times where he would give notes and coming out of everyone else's mouth. They would be insulting, but they weren't coming from him because he's got this childlike kind of quality. There's no judgment in it. He just, he lets things go the next moment like nothing just happened. So it sounds like he's someone who just says what he's thinking and doesn't think before he says it. Well, in the end... We're all humans. We all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody's, uh, you know, above, nobody's perfect. So hopefully, you know, Will can get back on the right track and see what he did wrong and be sincere about it. And um, like I said, good actor. Will is, so is Mel Gibson. Um, my, my only thought is he Will can only do that if Jade is not in the picture. Yeah. That's like I said, with Mel, I mean, he has kind of, you know, time time and distance and from from that he's kind of started working again and everything so right. hopefully like i said not not back where he used to be but and hopefully i think, we'll, I think mel we'll has found a nice spot behind the camera after yeah. all of that so he's continuing doing movies but just not in front of the lens well i mean he was kind of dabbling in that because he did braveheart he directed that um, and that was, before, I think that was 94. Did he direct Braveheart? I'm pretty sure he did. They did Apocalyptico, which I never saw that. I always kind of wanted to. Oh, yeah. Directed and co-produced. Yeah. Was that 94 while you got it up? Oh, I had, I had to. I think oh, it was 94. that's okay. I'm it pretty sure it was 94. 94 or 96 or something it's around that. Yeah. 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 It was around there. So he, I think he, didn't he direct, did he direct this? Um, did he direct, direct The Patriot or was that? Uh, Roland Emmerich. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which who did Independent Day and all the big kind of action movies like Godzilla and stuff back in the 90s. So mm -hmm. I will say that going back, because I haven't seen this in, oh, my goodness, a long time. I have seen it a lot, but it's probably been at least 10 years since I've seen it. Mm -hmm. And I did forget about like a lot of the people that are in this movie. I was oh, yeah. surprised. I'm like, oh, I can't. I mean, I forgot Heath Ledger was in it, honestly. Um, oh, I you didn't. Know, you, I remember. Uh, he, the main people I remember like Jason Isaacs <laughs> and because he always plays like a, a great villain yeah. and Mel Gibson. Well, real quick, before we get into everyone, I did something fun and I just want you to listen to something real quick. You ready? Okay. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, that's awesome. There you go. That is me That's playing very nice. the theme on. I thought it was appropriate. I don't norm. I don't didn't. I don't like playing on the podcast, but I I'm playing that on my violin that was made in 1746. Oh wow! Which means it was around during the Revolutionary War. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And of course, that was like you know one of the best best. Uh, my brain's not working. Soundtrack. Uh, uh, John Williams did it. Oh, yeah. The best composer. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, this had the makings of like a big blockbuster movie. I think oh, it did yeah. re re actually rather well. So, can you, can you believe? Okay. So, the score was up for an Oscar. This movie, or Mel Gibson was not up for best actor for this role. Huh. That's odd. I know. Did it win any, did it win any uh, Oscars? Let me, let me check. I know Braveheart did. It got best original score, best cinematography, and best sound mixing. But 
the acting in this, I think, is just superb. Mel it does is. an amazing job. Yeah, he, which he always does. I mean, he's he's always amazing. Heath Ledger was in it. Jason Isaacs, uh, Jolie Richardson. Mm-hmm. Here, I got the list here. I got Mel Gibson, Heath Ledger, Jolie R- Richardson, Jason Isaacs, Chris Cooper, Tom Wilkinson, Gregory Smith. Yeah. Uh, and then this one, you I don't know if you're aware of this, but the youngest son in the family is played by Logan Lerman. Do you know who Logan Lerman is? Percy Jackson. Name sounds familiar. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize that. So. Logan Lerman's one of my favorite actors. So. Uh, Rene Aubergenois is in it, which yes. um, I mean, he's been in everything. Benson. He was in uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, which sadly he passed away. I mean, several years ago. But Adam Baldwin, Fire from Firefly fame. Which one's he? You ever watch? You ever watch? He was uh, Jane, head of the toboggan. I didn't watch Firefly. Oh. I think I was oh. too young at the time. Oh, uh, it's good. I have to learn that to you. I have it. It's on Netflix or somewhere. Yeah, it's only like six episodes, but it has like quite the cult following. Yeah, everyone talks about it. Because it's there's amazing, but and then Peter Woodward was in it, which I've actually met him. He's a nice fellow. Which one's he in the movie? He was he was Cornwallis's officer. He was Oh, the guy who carries in the scarecrow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I met him. He was actually, I think he was like on Babylon 5. He was on that TV show. Some. Okay. And Mary Jo Dachanel's in it. So that's Emily and Emily's mom, Emily and um, Zoe Dachanel. Oh, who's she playing this? She was Miss Howard. Oh, the Heath girl? No. <laughs> Miss oh, Howard. That's, I think that was, I'm trying to, like, I didn't realize that that was their mother until I was just kind of looking over the cast list. And now that I've seen, I'm trying, I'm like you, I'm trying to remember. It's like, Ooh, yes. She is the mother of Heath's girl. Okay. So she's married to the guy with the ear horn. Yeah. They acted like he couldn't hear, but he could. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) interesting. There was some very weighty moments in this movie too. I mean, like when his son died and this is one of those movies. It's just like, where you watch it, It's like, yeah, you want him to get him back. Kind of like, a, like taken. It's yeah. like, you're watching it. It's just, it's kind of cathartic because he it's was just the like, first oh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of want to like, yeah, that guy's a, he's mean getting, getting <laughs> revenge. But you know, he killed two of his sons. And then like the one guy that had his son like die and he just like, like freaked out and just, Oh, the aim small, miss small you know. scene. Where he kills like 20. No, no, no. People. Well, I mean, like the guy later on that was one of the militia, he came back and his son. I mean, that was like real weighty when he yeah. kind of self terminated. Yeah. Oh, and then when they locked everybody yeah. in the church and burn it down, I mean, that was like. Mm. And then no, you didn't it, think, like, watching it, you didn't think like Heath Ledger was going to die. You thought, okay, well, he's, you know. But, you know, I just have to say for movies, when you take that long and you don't check to make sure, you shoot him in the back. You don't go up yeah. and do some dramatic scene where I'm going to kill you slowly and just meant to... no, just go shoot him in the back. But because he mm-hmm. did that dramatic walk up to him and that you knew something was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I thought that was very kind of poetic justice to where he's like taking the, the little tin soldiers and, mm-hmm. and making bullets out of it. It's just like, and then at the end he has his like last bullet and it hits him in the arm. Yeah. That was not poetic. That was aggravating. Yeah. I think Mel did an amazing job at both moments when Thomas dies and then when Gabriel dies. Mm -hmm. They have it so zoomed in on his face. Yeah. And you can just see all these emotions running across his face. And I think he just did a superb job. Just in those two moments alone, he should have won. But I think Russell Crowe won that year. So it's a... He still should. Gladi- Gladiator, probably. Mm-hmm. I think it came out yeah. 2000. Yeah. Which, you know, I was like, when I was watching that whole scene where his son died and they were running to catch up with, to save, like, he, I was like, where's that film? Because I wonder if that's filmed, like, close, because it really is reminiscent of, like, Kentucky and, mm-hmm. you know, West Virginia High Valley with the trees. But it was in South Carolina, so which is still kind of in the in the area ish i mean we're it's not too far right 
Well, no, there are like when I walk down like the bike trail or something like that, I look at the, the landscape off the bike trail and I think they could have had Revolutionary War mm -hmm. scenes here, these little embankments and everything. And I just think those, you know, there were trees and grass and it looked just like this. There just wasn't a modern house on the other side of the bike trail. But it's just neat if you can you if you sit there you can time travel yourself and see all that taking place right where you're at it's I always think about that driving around there it's like you know you think maybe 200 years ago when we didn't have all the roads and highways what the landscape would have been like and mm -hmm. even growing up just right across the river i grew up on a farm and every time we till the fields it's like we find arrowheads and just like all kind because of, point pleasant which was really the i think slate is one of the first or the first War of the Revolutionary mm -hmm. War, I think they. Hmm. Oh, wait, the first like battle. Yeah, I oh. think, or uh, there's something. I'm trying to remember like how they have it worded, like if you go over there, because you know they have battle days and and everything. But I think it was supposed to be maybe the one of the first skirmishes or something. The Battle of Point Pleasant, also known as the Battle of Kanaw, was the the only major action of Dunmore's War. In 1774, it is most important that Americans should know that our own history and its significance in the great revolutionary struggle in which the Battle of Point Pleasant was the first conflict waged by the American colonists in defense of the colonies. Yeah. Well, I knew it was something. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, we did, our area did play a big, and then like when he's like, tell me, tell me about Ohio. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, no, you can't have Ohio. <laughs> I'm like, hey, we got mentioned. <laughs> They did that when, uh, did you see Black Widow? Like, yes. Because like when they grew up and they were in Ohio, it's yeah. just, yeah, every time you hear your own state, you're kind of like, yeah. You're like, a connection. We're mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the other thing that's neat is we do forget that these, the land we live on has been here all along. Everything, mm -hmm. history, all these different generations and centuries of different things happened on the same land that we're on. So mm -hmm. I also, I have a, I have an ancestor who is the green jacket guys of the, a ranger in the colonists for, uh, for the Revolutionary War. And which was the opposite of what Jason Isaacs is. Mm -hmm. So he would have been working in that kind of a unit, but for the colonies. And he actually owned some land up near Dover, Ohio. Mm -hmm. and they he, they're buried there i've driven past it all along and he and his wife who are my ancestors are buried there and i had no idea yeah yeah and they lived during the revolution wow that's that's neat yeah yeah i did like i did like the dynamic too in this movie how you know here you had like mel gibson his character has been like battle weary he's just like you know i just i want to go make rocking chairs and be a farmer and yeah. You know, you he know, I've seen it and I'm not anxious to, you know, everybody else is all, let's go fight. And he's, you know, his son even is like, I want to go fight. And, you know, at that town meeting, he's like, you know, I've, I've been there and like when war comes knocking on your door, you know, you kind of change your tune. It's like, What's you're going to, you're going to. The line that he said, let me find it. Cause it's really good. When he's, when he stands up there and he's talking to the other guys. Yeah, it was. I can't remember what it was. It was a, uh, would you rather fight a tyrant 3,000 miles away or 3,000 tyrants one mile away? Yeah. Which yeah. he didn't say that, Benjamin Martin or who he was based off of, but a mm -hmm. South Carolina like representative actually said that line somewhere who was a loyalist. So he was a guy who didn't want to, he was fighting, he wanted England to win. So yeah. when, when we start off the movie, we think Benjamin is a loyalist in a way and then yeah, you killed my son <laughs> you jerk <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting again so. and you, you have a son he's so anxious to get it's just like mm, this isn't gonna turn out good for you mm -hmm. it's like listen to your dad mm -hmm. you know wisdom like many many kids don't they're just anxious to yeah. like everybody else is joining an army i want to i want to join and yeah, it, <laughs> that's just that, you know, and you learn more the longer your life is. And he and yeah. Benjamin knew that his son didn't want it, but that his son didn't know that he didn't he didn't want it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they just seeing kind of the glory and, the, you know, the heroics. And and that's the thing. Gabriel watches Thomas die and then he still stays. I guess he had to stay in the military after that. I mean, you can't just up and leave, can you? Yeah. Nah. 
It's called the being a deserter. It's, deserter, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I was missing. I was missing the timeline. I thought it was before, but no. He he was already in there because they were they were rescuing or they were healing the redcoats there on their porch. What I th think is interesting, it's like I always thought like that type of warfare was interesting because when you study mm -hmm. in history, it's like you know they just line up shoot each other and you weren't allowed to shoot the generals or any, if you were decorated, you were pretty much safe. And then at night they would typically, um, you know, have events on both sides would be there and they'd be it's stupidity cordial, you know, they, you know, you'd have both sides kind of, and then you go back out on the battlefield. It, it made I mean, no sense. Like the guerrilla warfare of those days were really just people thinking outside the box. Yeah. Hey, let's not just, <laughs> line up and get shot i mean how how much would that have sucked to be on the front line it's like at the beginning of the battle because you're pretty much going to die i mean you're doing probability statistics in your head what's the yeah. probability i'm going to die right now yeah because i mean it's just like you line up facing each other and you just keep shooting until everybody's dead i mean and it's like most of the people unless you're in the back you're pretty much oh yeah you know it's, it's not looking too good for you mm -mm, mm -mm. that's why that's why it sucks being short, because I feel like, would they put the tall people in front, or would they put the short people in front? I, well, I don't know. Um, but either way, it might be better if you're short, because they'd shoot over your head, even if you're <laughs> <laughs> in the front. But they did have some pretty graphic scenes as far as, like, with the cannonballs. It took off that one guy's head, another guy's leg. And I was going to say that. So I looked that up, and that's possible. Now, they had exploding cannonballs in, in this mm -hmm. film, which did not exist then. They probably did it just for movie, look, make it look cool. But those, the fact that a cannonball could take off the limbs and stuff like that, I don't know about the head, but that happened. And they said that they used actual amputees as extras in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Easier to do the special effects. And... Yeah. Just let it take away the, the wooden leg. <laughs> they, they did that with um, the second Spider-Man movie where he punched through the Sandman. Yeah. They had like an amputee and then it was just his like what arm. was amputated. Oh, his, his arm. arm. Okay. <laughs> because he was like Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. Like, it was the Sandman. He punched through him. So they had, and they've done that on several movies. I was thinking thing. you meant like the abdomen. And I was like, well, which part of no, it no, no, no. was uh, missing? <laughs> yeah. So they, they do that quite a bit. Like, yeah. I mean, it makes but, sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad that they're missing that limb or whatever. But hey, if you get a job because of it, by all means, right? Another, another thing with this movie, I thought it did a good job just kind of capturing the atmosphere of the time. I mean, I, I, you know, you kind of, when they're at the beginning, when they went to, where were they at? Were they in, um, where they had the meeting? Uh, in Charlestown. Just Charlestown. And they're there and it's just like the whole, I think that was the atmosphere. I could, you could it almost like, like Liberty Hall. Like they were about yeah, to Yeah, it did. And you could almost be like, oh, that's like, we're going into town to the, you know, you could almost picture yourself what, what it would have been like back then well now and as just, for like the aesthetics with the look of everything and especially the costumes this was the first film that the smithsonian helped out with the costumes on mm. um so to get it as accurate as possible so i think that also contributes to the fact that it looks so real and authentic but yeah no i agree with you it made you feel like you were back in that time and it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't like the old movies where you could tell they're people dressing up like that yeah no this looked like this we, the, we took a camera we time traveled and we filmed what was actually happening yeah yeah, yeah have you ever been to like independence hall like no but i have a fun story about it uh the liberty bell did you put the crack in it <laughs> It was an accident. No, um, <laughs> I time traveled and no, um, no. So I, I don't think my mom would get in trouble for this now, but when she was younger, she had to go to Philadelphia for some surgery when she was young. She had some eye problems and she had them fixed. But when my grandma took her, there was a 50% chance of my mother losing her eyesight in both eyes. Wow. So. Grandma took her in to go see all these different places throughout Philadelphia. She took her to see the Liberty Bell and there was red velvet rope around it. And there was a security guard. And my grandma went up to the security guard and said, explained my daughter at the time, mom was like, I don't know, five or six years old. My daughter's about to have surgery and could go blind. Do you mind if she touches the crack on the Liberty Bell 
so that when I bring her back, she can feel it and remember what she saw. And the guard looked around and then undid the velvet rope and then let her through. And so mom, oh. I don't know how many people have gotten to do that, but my mother got to touch the Liberty Bell. Oh, oh that's pretty know. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've seen the Liberty Bell. Um, I've been there. I've been to Independence Hall and yeah, uh, it's, it's neat. So, but that's, that's feel, amazing. Does it she still got... look like, like you're going back in time? Mm, yeah. And then they have like uh, Benjamin Franklin's, kind of the remains of his house they have it like kind of excavated where you can see and but the independence hall is like really neat it's it's cool yeah do they don't do they have a replica of the declaration in there uh yeah i believe so yeah they wouldn't have the real thing would they i think that's in the smithsonian yeah they have it at least according to like american treasure yeah national treasure or national treasure yeah (laughs) according to that that's where it's at (laughs) Which I heard they're making another one of those. Or yeah, they're well, talking about it. There's a new craze with what's his name, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, he's loving him right now, just like Brendan yeah. Fraser. <laughs> oh, is Brendan Fraser making a comeback? Yeah, I think he is. What happened to him? Like he was like, he was the flavor of the month there for a while. <laughs> I mean, with the Mummy movies and everything. Oh yeah, the Tarzan. Remember him as Tarzan? And, and Cino Man. Yeah, but he was Tarzan at one was- point. Oh, hey, George of the Jungle. There you go. Not Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they're the same thing, though, right? Nah. George no. of the Jungle was an old cartoon back in the day. And... Oh, it's the same concept, though, right? And then so is Dudley Do-Right. He was Dudley Do-Right. Oh, yeah. He was but, Tarzan. yeah, he just kind of fell off the face. I don't know if he fell out of favor with somebody in Hollywood or... No, he's actually a really, really nice guy. And I, I think he came back to Rise because he's doing some movies, but he did like a video with a fan and he was super nice to them. And so now everyone's like loving him. But Yeah, overall, I mean, did you, I mean, as far as uh, Mel Gibson movies, would you rate this as like one of your... Oh, I love uh, this. More? This is probably my favorite yeah. Mel Gibson movie. Yes. Okay. And rewatching it, like I said, like, I think we both agree. I, I haven't watched it fully for probably at least 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. it's... It's like you think over time it'll get worse and it'll look old or something like that. No, this looks like a movie yeah. that could come out in the theater now. Hmm. Well, I need to I need to go back and watch something else. I haven't seen Braveheart. I haven't seen that in a long time, mm-hmm. and I really need to go back and watch that. Uh, that may not hold up as well some of the battle scenes because I know they did at the time. I think use some CGI on the horses when they got. Ellen, speaking and, of historical accuracy. Both of these films kind of Braveheart more so like tread the line. Oh um, yeah. It's yeah. Cause Robert DeBruce is like not accurate in Braveheart, nah. and, but you have to just take it as it's a, it's entertainment. It's not, it's not on they geographic. kind of made him a, a amalgamation of like a lot of different historical figures in that movie. I was, I've been to William like Wallace, Sterling. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Sterling castle. Like in mm-hmm. Scotland, where that overlooks Bannockbourne, oh, cool. where they had the battle, and yeah. I've seen like some of the statues and stuff they have up of, hmm. of uh, William Wallace and stuff. Yeah. So it's like really neat. Well, and that goes for Benjamin Martin in this as well. Yeah, he's like made up of like five or six different actual people. Yeah. So I, it's neat to do to try to get people to look into history because history is fun. Also, there are a lot of dark parts of history that aren't told well it's always like history is always shaped by those who win i mean yeah you never mm-hmm. really get the full story because you, yeah. you just don't and it's i mean some of the bigger facts sure but like it's always kind of slippery <laughs> like some of the smaller details because unless you were actually there witnessing it mm-hmm. i mean it's just absolutely whoever whoever's the winner can actually kind of say what they want and mm-hmm. nobody knows the difference well and like in this movie it, they did they made a very good good guy and a very good bad guy yeah and but if you actually look at the actual people they're based off of jason isaac's guy wasn't actually that terrible he did yeah. do some brutal things but he didn't burn a church with people in it he also didn't shoot benjamin's son or who benjamin was yeah. based off of so, but he did do things that were considered gruesome at that time yeah so they they well, so did Mel Gibson in that. I mean, because yeah. when he was talking about like the Indians and the, 
you know, French and. So that's based off of a true story, but again, there was no battle of what was it for Fort William? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they did, that was another thing, but the, the swamp area that they went and met at, that was a true place that people that I think the real life guy took people to meet there. So there are some accuracies and then some, you know, colorful things in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anytime they're making a movie, they're going to embellish because they're going to make it as oh, interesting yeah. as possible. Absolutely. Like yeah. if they made a movie about me, it would be amazing. Yeah. But my life isn't. <laughs> the other thing is aim small, miss small. There mm -hmm. are some great lines in this movie, like boy choose. This is the King's highway. But anyways, aim small, miss small was actually a line that Mel's shooting instructor for the movie told him. So they included it into the film. They said, so if you aim for a man, you might miss him. But you, if you aim for the button on his jacket, you're you're not going to miss the button or you you might miss the button. You might miss the button but you aren't going to miss the man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was neat. Did you know that Heath was not getting a lot of roles before this because he people kept wanting him for rom-coms cuz he he'd done 10 things I hate about you. Um, okay. So and he just didn't want to do a rom-com and yeah. he was about to quit acting and go back to Australia and then he got called he got this role. I wonder if it's kind of like, a, you know, him and Mel had a secret Australian handshake since they're both from Australia. You know, it's just like, can Which, you help a fellow Australian? How long out? was Mel in Australia that he came to America and lost his accent? I don't know if he necessarily lost it, but he's probably so used to doing an American accent that he can just. Because if you go back and watch Lethal Weapon, he'll say certain words and it's just like, oh, that you can hear his Australian accent. Yeah. Uh, have but you if seen you look at like Tom, weapon? yeah, I saw those back in the day, but I wouldn't have picked up on stuff like that because I was young. Yeah. Yeah. But Tom Holland, I mean, he's almost always an American accent. Yeah. I guess like, you know, with Mel, it's just like, you know, there's probably not a big Australian film industry and he came over here and lived and it's just like, hey, I'm going to adopt a American. I'm Because like, okay, like um, Kenneth Brenna, you know who mm -hmm. Kenneth Brenna is? He's Irish, yeah. He is Irish, but... He went to school in England and they used to make fun of him because he was Irish. So guess what? He adopted an English accent. I love the Irish accent. Yeah. I love it so but much. But that's he, he when he talks, he's got like the English accent because that's because he, he he masked the Irish. So well, and I think that a lot of people that were trained in like royal theater academies or whatever, they learn Shakespeare and all this stuff. And when they're doing those plays, they have to, you know. Yeah. Shakespeare isn't in an Irish accent. It just isn't. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I think it's just one of those things where he was in, in, in LA or like in Hollywood and it's, that's where everybody spoke. So he probably just, Hey, let's roll with it. That's well, speaking of accents, honestly, at this time in America, 1770s, would they not have English accents? The colonists uh probably for the most I, probably i mean that's a good point they wouldn't have southern accents they don't have they don't have tennessee accents they they would all be either scottish english mostly scottish and english probably mm. so i just think it's hilarious how everyone with a blue jacket on has an american accent <laughs> you know like it's it's funny because you know, people don't realize like what kind of conditions they were leaving, living in in England. You know, everybody came over here and established. But I remember I was over in, where was I at? I was actually, I was doing a tour in England. And I was around, I know that day I went to like Windsor Castle and we were going to see Stonehenge, I think. And then we were going to, to Bath. But the tour guide, yeah, it was in Bath because they were telling this story about like the bricks and, and everything. But he said, if you'll, you'll notice a lot of these buildings, you can tell like the windows have been bricked up. And he said, one of the Kings decided to tax the sunlight. So if you had more than so many windows, you had to pay a tax. What? So people, instead of paying the tax, bricked up their windows. So they didn't have to pay it. But I mean, that's, you know, you always hear about taxation without, without representation, representation yeah. but I mean, they could do whatever they want. It's like, Hey, I'm going to tax the sunlight. 
So, I mean, no wonder people were like, just like, heck with this, I'm, you know. That's a bunch but that of just BS. Could, it, and that kind of. That's like taxing amazing. oxygen. Like, well, I guess yeah. some hospitals do, but it's like ta- counting how many takes on it, how many inhales I take. And then they'll charge me off of how many, I, how much I breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I always think that's amazing because you really don't think about, you know, we're so used to living in the society we live in where it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm free to do whatever I want. But yeah, I mean, that that's just crazy. It tax the sunlight. That's insane. Yeah. So no wonder. I mean, that's. No, yeah. No wonder they wanted. They threw that tea in the water. Yeah. I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jake Gyllenhaal auditioned several times and was considered for the role of Gabriel. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Phil, you'll like this, this fun fact. The producers of the critically acclaimed animated series Avatar The Last Airbender used Tavington as inspiration for the villainous character Admiral Zhao. Oh, I can see that. Casting director Marianne Dacey was asked to find someone like Jason Isaacs to voice the part of Dacey voice the part and Daisy promptly asked Isaacs if he was interested and he accepted. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I do like me some Avatar. Have you finished that series? Have you finished? I know you've been watching Avatar. No, okay. I, I, it's been very busy this week, so I haven't been able to watch a lot, but I will watch it eventually. Hey, I watched squid game. There you go. I mean, that was squid game's good. I'm glad you got to watch it. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch firefly before i watch avatar because it's only six episodes yeah it's only six episodes i think you'll like it Alrighty, what else Uh, let me just think of some key scenes that i love from the patriot so i love the scene when he goes and talks to cornwallis and he says he has the prisoners that are the scarecrows that was awesome and at first i thought like because i couldn't remember i knew there was something up with it and i thought they just had like some of their own people dressed up where they got yeah but but it was just uh Scarecrows, and he had his dogs. He found his dogs, and his dog, the dogs, uh, Mars and Jupiter, were obedient to uh, come, come boys, come boys. Yeah. And then he go goes, ahead. Yeah, you can go. <laughs> and at the end, if you watch the very end when he's going back to his home and they're building the house, <laughs> he's still got the dogs. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. No, yeah, they still got uh, what was it, Aries and Mars and Jupiter? Mar- oh, Mars and Jupiter, yeah. yeah. So, a dog's a fine meal, yeah. <laughs> I I liked the contrast between the men that Gabriel got and the men that Benjamin got because they had to do it in the order. They had to show Gabriel at the church getting these, you know, you know, type A guys from from a small little town, you know, and he has to convince them. And then you see Benjamin go and he walks into basically a tavern and says, God save the king. (laughs) That was great. But it shows it shows the type of people that it it could take anyone to win the war, but it took a little bit of crazy people too to win the war. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the tea and the the ink and the tea was a good part. That was funny. Okay, so the bundling bags. Yeah, that was. Did you look that up? I did. It. They did do those back in the day. They were something some people did, not everyone. But the point was, soldiers and people would come for visits, and they wanted to spend as much time with the people they were courting because they'd spend all day getting there, and then it was the end of the night, and so they needed some time to court but not fully court <laughs> so yeah. they would do anyway hanky like panky yeah. you know, no so uh, sleeping bag <laughs> so they would they would have different people had different things they'd stack up pillows or something like that but the parents would keep an eye on them but a bundling bag they'd have bags they wouldn't always sew them shut but some people did sew them shut like that because okay. then they'd stay up and talk but the parents wanted reassurance that they were just talking yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was neat. What about uh, the Frenchman? Uh, I I did I did like that. Um, uh, he was I liked him, and it was kind of there's at the beginning, you know, they kind of built that relationship. There was some mistrust at the beginning with the French because and, of his Ben's history, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that has that actor been on anything else? Um, um, 
I feel like I know his face. You're yeah. A lot of the a lot of the people in this movie are like kind of character actors that I've seen on like a hundred different things, but they aren't like real, you know, kind of famous, famous where it's like, oh, you know, they are going to be like a list actors, but I've seen them on a hundred billion different things. Well, but I, I actually recognized a guy this time that I don't know his name, but I know him from being a character actor in like I mentioned it already, but uh, community and some other things, Parks and Rec. But I saw him in here and he had like speaking parts and I was like, I never knew that was him. All right, let's look for the French guy. I just Googled French. Here you go. Uh, yeah, it's, it's ch 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 Yeah, good luck with that. Here you. I had French Mario. and I can't even say that. Yeah. Yeah, how do you say that in... Well, he's Turkish origin, so he must have had Turkish parents and grew up in France. But it does look like he's done a lot of international foreign films or foreign TV shows. So he's done he's done yeah. a lot even recently he's still working but yeah nothing in Yeah, I liked his character. I thought he did uh did a good job with it. Yeah. Oh, oh, and the other sad thing. Okay, one of the best performances in this movie is the little girl who that plays Susan. Yeah. When Which I, I saw she still looks I can tell from the picture that's who it was cuz she looks like a grown-up version of Susan. Yeah, I mean, she, she looks sadly passed away. Oh, did she really? What yeah. what happened? drugs and stuff like that oh, um eh, she's 25 i think she was okay it's very sad i was watching this yesterday having not seen it in a long time and now i'm watching it as a an adult oh my gosh i even cried i cry every time i see her when she yells papa mm. please don't leave me oh my <laughs> gosh i like that it's just like oh what'd she say oh she loves you and <laughs> It misses you. Yeah, very Gabriel's much. trying to. Yeah, she said that. When she it, said all that. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh no, she did an amazing job in this. As I don't know how old she was, she had to have been what four, three or four, five. I don't know, but young enough to say she does a, does an amazing job for her age. Now I always like get this messed up because with Jolie Richardson, is she? Is it her sister that died or did she pass away? I don't think it was her because wasn't either her or her sister married to Liam Neeson and she had an accident and died? Or was that her sister? I think it was one of them. I think she's still alive because I've seen pictures. Yeah, no, it's... I think I think her Natasha, sister, Natasha. Natasha. Wasn't she, was she married to Liam Neeson? Yes, and she died in the skiing accident. Yeah. Well, the other thing is the Betsy Ross flag that they had flying throughout it all. They wouldn't have had flags like that. That wasn't like thought up yeah. of until after. And they would have had flags that represented their regions in the colonies. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did like how at the end, you know, he uh, impaled the horse with the. I don't like it that they impaled the horse, but I, I, from memory, I was trying to think. It's like, okay, I know he does something with that. I think he, he like impales Jason Isaacs, but he ended up, it was the horse. I remember when that movie came out or when we watched it, I think I was upset when I saw that because I was, I was 12 at the time and I didn't yeah. like that a horse got hurt. And we did research and we found out that no horses were harmed during the making of the Patriot. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know, how do you film that and make it look like the horse fell forward? Yeah. Well, that's what I was talking about earlier. They did the same thing with Braveheart, but they used like CGI. I don't think it holds up as well, but they did use like um, a lot of... Uh, which there's that scene in Braveheart where they have the sticks and they all lift them up all at the same time as yeah. a, as a herd of horses come. Yeah, I think that's CGI. That's they they kind of do it and uh, and then I know they had a lot of like dummy horses laying there that I mean like on the ground. So I need we need to do an episode on Braveheart because that that's a that's a good movie. We yeah. should do it. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Well, I love the Patriot. I feel like we were a little bit tired today, so we yeah. could have gone on and on, but I think we'll we'll do quiz yeah. now. Let's go into the quiz. All of these are going to be either Revolutionary War facts or 
facts about Revolutionary War movies or TV series. Okay? Okay. Okay. Question one. When did the American Revolutionary War begin? 74, 75, or 76? I'm going to say 74. It was in 1775 on April 19th, 1775. That was hard. It's okay. Mm -hmm. This is almost like you're like back in high school having to take your history yeah. test. <laughs> I just took, took American history, but it was like American history too. So it's from Civil War up. Oh, <laughs> so if I, if I would have had one recently, I would have been able to like yeah. probably answer these better. But the honestly, I don't expect you to get any of these right. These are just fun facts. Here we okay. go. I wouldn't get them. Which Revolutionary War movie resulted in a 10-year prison sentence for the producer, Robert Goldstein? Revolution, 1776, or The Spirit of 76? 1776. No, it's The Spirit of 17. I, I meant I meant The Spirit of 17. Oh, then, yeah, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Robert Goldstein received a 10-year prison sentence for producing the Revolutionary War film The Spirit of 76, which was released in 1917. He was convicted under the Espionage Act because the film depicts the British, our World War I ally at the time, unfavorably. He was sentenced and later commuted to three years in prison and a $5,000 fine. Wow, talk about censorship. I know. <laughs> Question three, which Revolutionary War movie served as the inspiration for Liberty Square at Walt Disney World? Third Man on the Mountain, The Light in the Forest, or Johnny Tremaine? Tremaine. Tremaine. We're going to call it Tremaine. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. But I've been to Liberty, I've been to Liberty Square a bunch of times at Disney World. I'm going to say Light in the Forest. Oh, Tremaine. <laughs> Johnny Tremaine. Yeah, Tremaine. Yeah. Johnny Tremaine. That's what I meant. <laughs> He's a, he was a patriot during the Revolutionary War. All right. Question four. Which film tells the true story of the French noblemen who provided aid to the colonial army during the Revolutionary War? Lafayette? L'Enfant? L'Enfant? I, I took Spanish. D or Dubois? Dubois. Huh? Dubois? Dubois. Dubois. I'm sorry. I have family that lives in Dubois, Pennsylvania, and it's spelled okay. the same way. <laughs> I'm going to say Dubois. Dubois? That's incorrect. It's Lafayette. Uh, he provided money, uh, weapons, and soldiers to the colonial army. It's okay. I screwed you up with my terrible French pronunciation. Oh, maybe it is. I might have it wrong. But... Is terrible a French word? Terrible. <laughs> We're going to call that. <laughs> okay. I was like, uh, it's orange. 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 Do they so. roll their R's in French ever? Yeah. They do? Okay. Yeah. Because Spanish has a lot. I'm really good at Spanish. Encanto, I'm really good at saying Encanto. Encanto. <laughs> All right, question five. Which Revolutionary War movie stars the actor Jeff Daniels as General George Washington? Washington, The Revolution, or The Crossing? Or the crossing. <laughs> I'm going to say the crossing. That's right. Yay. <laughs> and that's, a, I mean, I, I remember seeing him as Washington. Isn't that kind of an odd choice because just where he's been in Dumb and Dumber. I mean, you always like, it's funny because, I mean, Jeff Daniels has been in like a ton of movies, but I always think of him. That's the one role. Whenever I see Jeff Daniels, I think of him as like. No, I totally agree. Any dramatic role he does will be l just slightly less dramatic than what he actually performs because of his Dumb and Dumber role. Yeah, yeah. He can't help it. <laughs> okay, here's an easy one, Phil. True or false? The movie 1776 is a film version of a Broadway musical comedy of the same name. True. Yes! That's true. Yes. Good job. Question seven, which battle is considered the turning point of the Revolutionary War? The Battle of Lexington and Concord, the Battle of Saratoga, or the Battle of Bunker Hill? Bunker Hill. I meant uh, the first one. I meant the second one. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you got that one. Good job.
Okay, question eight. Which Virginia statesman said, I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Hmm. George, Washington, George Washington, okay. Patrick Henry, or Thomas Paine? Second one. <laughs> Patrick Henry. Patrick yeah. Henry. <laughs> he, he said it in a speech in 1775 to the Virginia Congressional Convention. Do, do, do. Question nine. The Revolutionary War television series Turn, Washington Spies, is based loosely on which real-life ring of spies? I watched this, and I love this show. Everyone should watch it. Seen it, so. You haven't? No. no. Oh, okay. But give me options. The Silver Master Ring? The Culper Ring? Or the Walker Ring? Uh, the Culper Ring. Yeah, you got this so quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm awesome. Oh, just everyone, listeners know I am not giving him any visual clues. No, not at all. No, I'm a spy. Okay, question 10, which this is, this ties into it being the last question. Which treaty officially ended the American Revolutionary War? The Treaty of London, the Treaty of Boston, or the Treaty of Paris. Oui, oui. Paris. <laughs> yeah. Paris. 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 Well, so long, or as the French would say, oolong. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> no, uh, that's it for our Revolutionary War, the Patriot Muggle with a Mic episode. Go see it if you haven't seen it. Go, it's on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, spoilers, go. we won. We won the we won the war. <laughs> we'll uh end this with let's think of a of a line from the movie. I'm not a child. You're my child. There you go. All right, bye, Phil. Uh bye bye. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time. Or hear you next time. Hear you hear you <laughs> later. Or as the, later. the French would say, hear you later. Hear you later. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs>